To Falter Rivka G on Politics 101 podcast. On this week's episode of the podcast, episode 6, we are joined by our first guest, Alyssa Nivreen of Ogre Hinfane. The news of the week, and rounding off this week's podcast with our favourite topic, TD of right, the week. Uh, welcome to uh, episode 6 of the Politics 101 podcast. Yeah, you're all very welcome. Um, this week we have our first guest on the podcast, Alyssa Nivreen of DCU Ogre Hinfane. Thank you very much for having me. I'm honoured. Great to have you, great to have you. So, um, kick it off as we usually do. Josh, is there any updates from last week's news? There is, of course. Um, last week we discussed the situation in Ukraine, which is no longer a situation, it's a full-on war. Um, yeah, full invasion of Ukraine, and um, we'll discuss that in more detail during the News of the Week segment. Yeah. Um, there's no other updates from the other news topics. I will say uh, petrol prices are still going up, though, from uh, one of the weeks we did. Oh, from week, I believe it's week three. Yeah, we were talking about the AA um, update. Yeah, I seen it for 186 today when I was driving home from work. Yeah, now that you say that, actually, I did see a TikTok earlier of um, the highest price on petrol was 192.1. Yeah, like... Great year. Um, 1921. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, I think the premium petro, petro, petrol 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 <laughs> over uh, it was over two euro. Oh gosh. So that, I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, um, I, might, I might buy a few barrels now. Where we're at. Two barrels. Yeah, a few barrels today. Like just being careful. Mario Kart, throw them on the. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, um, we don't just have Alyssa here for the crack. Um, we do have you here for an interview. Yeah, it's, um, it is um, it's International Women's Day um, next week, next Tuesday. Yeah. So um, we decided we were going to get Alyssa in to talk about women in politics because obviously me and Josh wouldn't be the best to talk about that specific <laughs> talking ourselves. Because we are not women. No, um, in politics. No, have a, have a well, you know, on it. You know who is a woman in politics? Alyssa. Alyssa. So, um, look at me. Let's kick this off. Um, when and why? you decided to get involved in politics? Um, so for me I think I kind of took an interest in kind of politics and like the wider society in general back in school. Um, I was fortunate enough to be one of the pilot schools um, for politics and society for oh. Leaving Cert so um, I obviously chose it and it was quite an interesting course to be honest. Um, it wasn't really like what you'd expect like it was really basic and it was more so like you know environment and um a bit wishy-washy bit to like be CSPE, honest like. yeah it was like a, CSC, a csp plus that's a bit interesting because that is a topic i, I subject i want to teach yeah. right yeah. i'm a teacher well i have to rethink my life decisions you now. Just, <laughs> you, you, like we didn't have a book now there was books out there on the back <laughs> my teacher just didn't use one now i love my teacher she's listening um, she probably played this through in politics class um, but like we had no book and it was like absolutely horrible because like you, you're, you're there trying to study and make notes mm. and then you're just like being told oh well you know we live we, we live through politics yeah that, that should be like... enough for your leaving cert right interesting um... Um, oh sorry you also asked me like what, why did I get involved um, so basically did you not? Yeah, did you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> when and why, yeah. Um, so, um, I think I... It was when I left uh, left Wexford, um, my humble beginnings, and unfortunately I had to move to Dublin for college. The big smoke. The big smoke. 
big schmo. Um, yes, it's uh, it's it's nice when you uh, you know go visit like a few times a year for you know concerts or to go shopping, as some people do. Big Tesco. Uh, go to Big Tesco. Come all the way to Dublin for Big Tesco. Um, yeah. So Tesco, Tesco and Jervis. Oh big God, Tesco. Wait, that, that's actually where I shop. So don't don't dish your. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, <laughs> no, so when I moved to Dublin and um, I kind of seen like the world of poverty like through my own eyes and like you know Dublin's like obviously the capital so like it's rich yes. but you have like on you have two extremes like you have like obviously you know extremely wealthy people and like big massive houses yeah. and then on the opposite end of the spectrum like, you have like. Um, people without homes sleeping outside the GPO for shelter in the cold and the rain and mm. like you know that kind of hit me and like that's that's the real world like you don't go like they don't show that on RTE yeah I... so it is it was kind of upsetting but like it made me realize like that's that's what like could face anyone at any given moment yeah, Especially yeah. With how I suppose yeah we definitely. wouldn't really see we'd see that as kind of normal yeah we? that would be normal kind yeah. of for us like, obviously we'd look we would... on the town like yeah. just expect that like yeah but yeah, I suppose someone coming up to Dublin doesn't live there, like hasn't grown up in Dublin, would would uh, think that. Yeah, but like, why specifically Sinn Fein? Why not any other party like Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, Labour? Kind of, they would have been like more established in a way than Sinn Fein. Why um, Sinn Fein particularly? Um, personally, like I'm from a proud like working class background, and I grew up in um, a Republican and socialist household. Um, but like I was like I never had we never really talked about politics so I never had like you know political beliefs like you know pushed upon me or anything um we just kind of we, we didn't talk about it um so I think I, one incident I remember like when I was younger was my dad had like a small starry plow just on the wall and I was just mm. like what's that you know what's that yeah, yeah and then he was just like oh well you know it'd be you know, you'll know when you're older like you know it'll be really important to you and I was just like what because I was like 14 or 15 so I was like okay and lo and behold it's now tattooed on my leg and I have it <laughs> hanging up on my window so so yes it you know it become also, very important it did become Paris. very important to me and uh you know kind of like the values that I stand for um but uh for me like I was like growing up and the more I learned about it I was continuing to be horrified by um you know British occupation in Ireland and mm. how you know um, people in the north are treated mm. whether like you know they were Catholic or Protestant like everyone suffered yeah uh, you know uh, Republican or Unionist like you know uh, occupation like it, it doesn't work for anyone um, so I you know start like the more I did uh, looked into it and the more I did research I obviously you know Sinn Féin came up quite a lot so you mm. know I looked into the party and I really valued what they stood for and like their values aligned up mine whether it's you know Irish unity working uh, working class rights and um, the feminism um, you know whatever like um, I really really valued it and it resonated with me as well so um, that's what like that's personally why I joined um, you know so the for my, you know, my friends, my future children, like there'll be a better, higher standard of living, yeah. and you know, I won't, hopefully, won't have a miserable life when I'm older, <laughs> and own my own house. And and does Sinn Fein bring the prospect of owning your own house to you? Um, yes, definitely. Like you know, in 
big Claiborne question. But oh like, god! Really <laughs> no, don't get don't get me started. No, um, definitely like you know, um, when we're in government, like, like. Oh, I, I love how you said when, not if. I when. I know I know um no like you know measures will be put in place to stop uh you know put a stop to vulture funds buying up um properties uh lowering rents uh you know people won't have to live in. You know their childhood bedroom with their parents in the yeah, parents' which house. Yeah, obviously a shocking reality that we're living Yeah, you know mm. people in their mid twenties. Like you know, I don't want that me like me or my friends have to like. That's I don't want that to be the reality we'll have to face under the current government. Yeah, like you always hear from like your grandparents being like, "Oh, at your age, I was married and I had my own house," and you're like, well, yeah, "It's cost right. like five five yeah. pounds." Yeah, exactly. You're like, "Well, it's a lot harder for me nowadays." It is, or like even like your parents are like. Yeah, like you need to start copping on. Like I, I had a house like in two years from your age, and you're like, yeah, but look at the cost of living I think now. The average income to get a mortgage nowadays is around sixty grand. Which, which is obviously well above the average. The average income is forty five k or something yeah. in, in Ireland now, given the latest stats from the CSO. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, um, what do you think are the biggest put offs um, for women entering politics? Um, well. Personally, you know, from my own um, personal experience, is um, being shouted at for no reason online. Just for, merely for being yeah, a woman, like. Yeah, but like I don't, you know, I don't know if that's it or. But it's mainly comes from like men who just like to shout for no reason, mm. and like that that's enough to put anyone off. But like to be honest, I I like to see that, you know, the humour in it. You know, I come <laughs> in with a very well structured point. Yeah. But, uh, if I have criticisms or what you know, whatever I'm talking about, like I don't just spread other nonsense. Like you know, I like to have like informed, informed points, and they'll come in and just be like, um, I don't know. But would you know you're a woman, like kind of like that kind yeah, of sexist view, stuff, nearly. Yeah, stuff like that. Like it could just be straight up sexism, or it could be like t- talking about like, oh well, when you start paying taxes, you won't be, you won't like Karl Marx. And I'm like, I do pay taxes, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> And I still do like Karl Marx, so it's just yeah. I seen one of your tweets kind of being like that. You're like, I do pay taxes. What do you mean? Oh no, the bins. It was oh, like the bins. They were, oh, <laughs> they were like, oh, you won't be saying this when you have to pay for your bins. And you're like, no, I already no, do we pay. Do for pay for bins <laughs> in Ireland, like, uh, uh, yeah, in the free state. See stuff like that. It just it makes me laugh, you know. Yeah. Um, like, but to be honest, like you do have to have a thick skin, like you mm. know. I am able to like it doesn't bother me, but like that's not to say like it won't bother like you know um, another woman you know it could very well like that could put them off entirely oh, and definitely. like you know fair enough but like that shouldn't be the case at all um, but as well like another thing is like the blatant um, and horrific like abuse that a lot of you know female politicians face um, you know regardless of what party or you know it could come from members within their own party as well and that's obviously not on um, you know, t- even um, likes of uh, journalist Eva Grace Moore, like she faces horrific backlash, um, and she has to call like you know a Sinn Fein supporter, or mm. um, you know Sinn Fein sympathizer, simply just for doing Given, her job. Yeah, and like being a proper journalist. Yeah, but, and like yeah. you know, I'll give like, credit where it's due. Like she will, she'll validly criticize criticize us. You yeah. know, and um, for very valid things, and like you know, fair play to her. Um, but you know she, she shouldn't. You know she shouldn't be subjected to that just for doing her job. Like you don't see, like you rarely you see um, male journalists get the same kind of 
response yeah. as well you know they're usually praised for like the work they do so it is kind of tying like you know in society nowadays but like hopefully um hopefully we'll move on from that <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> but um as we said it is uh, international women's day um on tuesday uh, what do you think like as a site we should be doing to get women more involved in politics um well i would say like before you um kind of start not recruiting women but like kind of be like oh you know if you're interested in politics you know obviously get into politics you yeah. need to create um like a genuine and say genuine safe space for women um where they're actually comfortable uh to carry like say whether like that's a politician or whatever or you know someone just kind of wants to get their foot in the door um you know like at the moment like it's not an easy thing because you're kind of like there's a lot of apprehension and like mm. you know it's very valid so you do need uh we do need to create a safe space before we even think about pushing people in and there needs to be like repercussions and consequences for you know people who um for people who do this yeah, yeah who go yeah it's like well. obviously it is that we need to kind of create a more safe space for women in politics but it's also the fact that like politics can be seen as more of the, the boys club kind of yeah especially within certain societies like nepotism as well like oh, oh nepotism let my boys. son in like obviously job I've done boys, great like, things yeah. yeah job for the boys like bearing envelopes like Evolve how do we door. how do we combat that like how do we get women to get their foot in the door yeah and like that's that, that's a very good question as well Um, I would say like when you're kind of like you know, oh will I won't I you know is this for me like if you're anyway interested in like activism or politics in general like um, do it but do it on your own terms like don't feel pressured or yeah. um, like definitely don't think that you have to join a political party yeah. like you know that shouldn't be where your activism starts your activism needs to be like uh, it needs to start within you mm-hmm. yeah. so it needs to be something you're obviously like you obviously care very much about and that that's kind of where you should be focusing on so whether like say that's um environmentalism try and like look you know look into like little groups whether that's in your own community or like on a national international basis um if you're still in school maybe have a look at you know joining your student count student council yeah um or this uh what is it the you yes i yeah. Isu is yeah the national um student in secondary. See, like I, I didn't when I was like in school that wasn't I never really heard anything about. Mm. I didn't hear about that until I went to college, which is kind of yeah, yeah. pointless at that Obviously, point. It is. Yeah, yeah. I went to a uh, one isu um, meet, I think. Yeah. But um, they're quite good. Yeah, to be fair. But uh, you know stuff like that. That uh, places like that. That's a really good place to kind of start if you're mm. wondering or you don't know how. Because I think that's a big thing. Like a lot of people just don't really know how to or where to start yeah. if you don't really have any friends that are political like that was my case mm. you know i didn't really like i kind of like i got into party politics when i went to college but before mm. that like i wouldn't have known how yeah so yeah. that's that's what i recommend just do it and like don't be scared yeah i feel like it is a thing like try and get out of your comfort zone yeah. like you need like i have no friends that are kind of really interested in politics but i have an interest in them i want to do this yeah and i feel like that's kind of what keeps people away especially women because like yeah. I feel like lads are more outgoing sometimes in a way of like I'll just do this for the crack but kind of girls be like especially with like, mm. politics like you know it's not something you can just I don't know talk Jump about 24 yeah. 7 yeah. kind of thing like, you, mean, know, you have to be careful as well around who you like especially yeah. where you're saying but even yeah. from my own point of view I know it's not really centred around women but um, 
even trying to say like in secondary school like oh I'm really interested in politics like I'm a member of a political yeah. party people are almost like you fucking weirdo yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just get, like that's so sad you're such a nerd kind of thing like, and even still in, every time, yeah. even still in college you're like, like oh I'm in like political society and they're like you not join like snow sports or something kill <laughs> and you're like no. no, like I'm in- I'm interested in this. I even get that a lot, like you know, from uh, friends that are like, you know, just not interested. Like, fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's what you're being. It can be a very like, boring well. thing, like, um, <laughs> but you know, they're just like, how is you know, how are you, how do you stay interested in this? Like, yeah. you know, mm. I I just can't, and I'm like, well, for me, it's just you know, just like a passion, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it's something like I obviously care about, but yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so I think that concludes um, our interview uh, of our first Yeah, our guest. first guest. Thanks so much, Alyssa. Thank you. Great to have you on. We might get you on like in the future as well to talk about other topics as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yay. Yeah, so we're kicking into um, this week in the news. Obviously, the biggest talking point, Josh. The Ukrainians. What, what's going on there? Like, um, It's a fully-fledged... Um, Invasion. Yeah, it's war. a fully fledged war, whatever you want to call it. Um, obviously, a lot of people losing their lives, being displaced, a lot of people fleeing the country, yeah. going to the border, etc. Um, and walking thousands of like kilometers, like just to get across the border. Yeah, um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. It's, it's a human rights issue, obviously, and then there's questions raised around, you know, should NATO get involved? Yeah. You know what? What? What can we do as as a country? Like Ireland per se, you know, not a lot we can do. No. We can give humanitarian aid, but military aid isn't really our gig. No, and I think like I mean, if we're meant to stay neutral, we shouldn't really be giving them so much military aid. Like obviously, yeah, humanitarian aid. Humanitarian aid is different. Like I don't know what happened there. We uh, <laughs> lost it. Um, humanitarian aid, we can give them as much as that kind of. They'll be seen as neutral, but we start being like few guns or like one of our 10 missiles here you go I've seen that <laughs> quite funny um, but yeah obviously Ukraine have apparently been fast tracked to join the European Union I think that's a step in the wrong direction uh, yeah. it's too quick it's like there's no kind of thought behind it they, they say oh yeah we're going to be in the Union but are they just going to be placed in the same list as the likes of Montenegro saying like oh yeah we'll let you in in a while like I think they're kind of rushing into it you know it's the same thing of like, like that's that's like almost as bad as Sending soldiers into yeah. Russian area. It's a way of like yeah. it's, it's, it's the it's democratic a, it's an act of assassination nearly yeah, like it's, it's like not actually going. an act of aggression, but it would be seen as an yeah, act of aggression. Definitely. Because the Russians don't want people advancing on them. So it has to have an EU member state that close another is EU member states already beside them, but mm, but having another one. Yeah. You're only egging them on like, Yeah, basically. Um Yeah. Just in Eurovision though, but then again, like look at the countries that are in Eurovision. Yeah, and then obviously there's a lot of kind of double standards here because People are open arms about what's going on in Ukraine, but then there's nothing being said about what, what what's happened currently in, you know, the Middle East and in in Palestine, yeah. occupied Israel, yeah. occupied Palestine. Jesus. Yeah, because they um, obviously Russia have like been taken out of Eurovision and they are taken out of the World Cup now, haven't they? Taken out of um, uh, Spartak Moscow have been taken out of the Champions League. Well, there's talks about getting out of the World Cup, but like it's kind of ironic that. Israel themselves were allowed to host Eurovision in 2019 yeah. but given the atrocities, given the atrocities the and the fact that their song last year was Set Me Free See? that was the name yeah. of the song but there's nothing being said about them it's the double standards of the West it really you know? is yeah it's a bit you know it's so apparent especially mm. like everything going on now 
like it, it is shocking like the more you look into it and the more you see like even with the US like it is it, it's terrible yeah yeah and then like obviously we're meant to be taking in so many refugees oh, yeah. from that like obviously you have um, many were meant to be taking in yesterday the figure was 20,000 yeah now the Irish Times are reporting that it's going to be multiples of 20,000 which like is it going to be 40,000 is it going to be 60 yeah it's like it's, it's like 100,000 do you ever count in French and like 80 is like 420s yeah and then, like... and then you have to ask obviously the questions where are we going to put them like direct vision centres surely they're nearly at well the Holiday Inn by the airport that's um, like 6 months in operation it's been sold off that's going to be a direct vision centre yeah. that's terrible like, that's know. such a step in the wrong direction it is it should be abolished the thing where like we're just saying we're going to get rid of it in the next yeah. few years this is it but they're, what they're going to do is they're going to put the Ukrainian refugees in it's going to be more funding put in to mm-hmm. keep them there and, and, and now are obviously profiting off this and, yeah. Yeah. and like, the thing yeah. is once the unnamed company starts with A um, once they're putting more and more money into it it's like they're set up then they're like, oh, well, like we're, at the, we're at the building all this stuff just we'll pop them in for another little while just yeah. get the use yeah. out of it exactly. what's going to yeah. happen and then obviously since the um, there was a visa waiver from Ireland you don't need a visa if to come into Ireland if you're fleeing the Ukraine and um, since that has been announced 123 um, refugees have entered Ireland yeah that's the latest figure we have um, news just in as we're recording this yeah. um, breaking news breaking news say. very exciting that's um, going to come out two days late <laughs> well it's come out two days late but it's breaking news for us yeah um, Alan Kelly has uh, just stepped down as the leader of the Labour Party, um, stating that he was informed by his parliamentary party um, that they had lost confidence. Yeah, collective, collective confidence, confidence. And they haven't been doing as well in the polls. Which they haven't. Yay. No, I have the stats on the he's polls. He's also well. He's quite low in his tenure, obviously as party yeah, leader. Yeah, he's only fresh in. But uh, not the shortest anyway, by a long standard for Labour. Um, they've had a few kind of. People that have been a bit lower than him. He mm, got twenty three. He got twenty three months. Um, mm. John Bruton got a uh, twenty two. Bruton, sorry, Bruton, sorry. She's brutal. Take that much. <laughs> she got twenty two months. Um, scraping by, and then uh, Michael O'Leary, who was former Tarnished back in the eighties, he was only like 16, 18 months. That's nothing. But it's nothing. But it's also the <laughs> fact that like, it's more short term leaders you have back in like years and years ago like I think Fine Gael's shortest ones are their first two ones that's true that's but true. if you're looking at Labour now since 2010s they've had two members that have lasted less than two years which I don't know if this is a step in the wrong direction for them like do they need to establish a proper leader for Labour for Labour yeah like bring back James Connolly he <laughs> lost he lost oh. like even Brendan Hill. No, that sounds terrible. There's just context. no context. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a quote from YFG, or was it Fianna Fáil? I think it was YFG. Well, well uh, some would say they're both the same. Hey! But, like, that's the thing. Two like, cheeks of the same arse. <laughs> like, if you're looking at if you're looking at it, Brendan Hill got four years. Yeah. Like, not... Yeah, just about What's four years. Uh, um, <laughs> I, look, I, I live in Dublin now. <laughs> like, their party... Their, their tenure for leaders is about since 2000 is about five years it's quite short yeah. yeah and then obviously you have to look at why um, obviously we did read out that, that quote from him there but 
Uh, I suppose when you actually examine him, you know, his leadership style, I would say is quite autocratic. Mm. He strikes me as a bit of a... He strikes me as a very autocratic and non-democratic uh, leader. Um, and obviously Labour are doing shite in the polls. Yeah. Um, I have the, some stats here. So general election 2020 had 4% of the vote. Um, the highest since then has been 7% in July of 2021. Mm. I think that was from uh, an Ipsos poll. And then the lowest was 2% in June 2020, nearly just after the election. So they dropped two points in probably when three months. I believe, well, Alan Kelly took over in April, so that would have been his first two months in yeah. tenure. And so then that shows what the start of his kind of reign yeah. would have looked like. Oh, the most recent poll then obviously had them at 4% back where they were in the general election. Then obviously moving on. Um, but who do you think is going to take over? I'd say Aaron O'Reardon might have it. Yeah, he was obviously contested against Adam and just lost out. He's in our constituency. One of our, one of our TDs. Things. <laughs> we'll have a party leader in our constituency. I love that. Cur- currently we have... Um... Oh, can I imagine? I'm on the other side. Small he is. Currently we have... Um... Stand up Duncan Smith. He's so small, isn't he? That's me standing next to everyone. <laughs> I do, I do love also. I'm on like the Labour oh, leaders fuck. and like it says inaugural holder. Speaking of James Connolly, it's just it's like oh. lovely. Um, it's time. But yeah, obviously moving on then. Um, but your name and Ryan in Brussels during the week. Um, talking about oil oh, and then how we can fix the uh, crisis. Did you see this the TikTok edit? Yeah. Oh, I didn't favorite. see it. Now. It was, um, he said we should stop buying oil and gas from Europe. Yeah. Then said the USSR. Then said Soviet Union. Then like, got like half cut off while you were saying Russia. I mean, how do you get it so wrong? Gosh, like how do you get it so wrong? Like he didn't, he obviously didn't get his map. No, I, I, yeah, that's probably true. It's like, oh, he was the politician uh, trying to blame. Um, he's speaking of Stormont, giving out about Russia, but he accidentally said. Oh, he said this uh, uh, act of aggression uh, towards. Uh, no, from it was like, from, I, yeah. No, no, Russia. <laughs> Oh, who was that? I will just say, Everybody. actually, probably, probably back, back on back on the uh, Ukrainian, obviously the stuff in Russia. I've just seen here, EA is removing Russian teens from FIFA. See, I, I don't think oh, that's fair. Like, no. Is that like what good is that going to do? Like, is there going to be fourteen-year-old kids being like, yes? Oh, they'll just play pairs instead. Exactly. Well, they're getting oh. rid, they're getting rid of in FIFA twenty-two and NHL twenty-two. That's like not hockey. Yeah. Who the fuck plays like that? That's so performative though. But like, like, what's the point? Yeah, that's just like for show. It is like, look how great we are doing but like, this. As well, like, there's so many people put work into that, and exactly, you're like, you know, no, like people, normal working hard, like people in Russia, like they didn't ask for this war. It's the men. Some of them don't know what's actually going on. Yeah, it's the men. No, and it's also it's not the football team's fault. Like they don't want to do this. Yeah. Like many soldiers are like throwing away their um armor the minute yeah, they get over just, the board and running. Yeah. Yeah, it's, get away. it's like the ballet being cancelled here. Oh yeah. Like it, it's it's like that. Yeah, the, the Royal Moscow Ballet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we had um, Mary Lou, my oh. queen. Yeah. Um, speaking in the doll about housing and Michael Martin, um, just <laughs> became the spin doctor that he is, and started talking about the rat. Uh, big correlation apparently. Yeah, I mean. Not the first time. Yeah, the not the first time that the rat has come up. And so yeah. More than Fianna Fáil anyway. And then, a bit of a curveball for you now. Um, obviously, oh, Shockton the Gaelga started this week. Oh, yeah. The theme of this year's Shockton the Gaelga is to try something new. 
Now, not necessarily something um, to do with Irish. Where, where are you going with this? So, Nathan, what are you going to be doing this shocked in the ground again? Oh, here we go. Um, I borderline passed ordinary Irish, I will say. It's thing to do with foundation there. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I might, might start listening to I might start reading some more Irish poetry, you know. Oh. I, Irish poets, like, I do love a bit of um, Yeats, like, okay. or Heaney. I might start, like, reading more. Which one? Yeats. Is he? Yeah. Well, don't tell me that. Anyway, smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Alyssa, what will you be doing this uh, um, shock in the building? Uh, uh, for me, I'll probably try and make you know, a big effort to greet everyone I see um, with uh, a big degwit, cross nice. tattoo, Good stuff. modern wall, and uh, obviously a you know, nice hearty slum. Good stuff, good stuff. That's part of the conversation. It's an Irish goodbye, just live. <laughs> Might start doing them actually. Oh, and then me and myself, um, these two are running a great shock in the Gaelic this mm. year. Um, it's no longer a shock to They've changed it. Yeah, it's uh, 17 oh, days. 17? Well, it, it, yeah, it started yesterday and it's going until Paddy's Day, so it's. Oh, right, fair enough, okay. <laughs> 17 days. Yeah, so okay. two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know what half is in Irish. But uh, DCU are under great la shock. La, 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 la shock them. Right, okay. La, go, 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 yeah, I think um, we caught it there. Yeah, I think that that runs off the news, um, and then obviously our favourite topic. Oh yes, of, indeed. Um, How could I forget? Every week, um, Nathan, um, great stuff. Drew, um, our randomizer this week, and we landed oh, I, I got on the best one so far. Um, on Tarnish, the Leo Varadkar TD for Dublin West, uh, Finnegan leader, of course. Tarnish the T shock. Which one is it? Who knows? Alleged criminal. Alleged criminal. <laughs> Alleged. Und- <laughs> Allegedly under investigation. No, he is under investigation. But yeah, he's um. What has he been up to, Nate? Oh God, what hasn't he oh. been up to? Um, so obviously he's been uh, he's leader of uh, Finnegall and um, got elected in what the sixth count, I believe, was <laughs> the last one. Think so, yeah. There's the the best video ever is I think it's after the second count. They think he's gonna get elected, and it's just his face. Just he's Stop. smiling, and then it's just stone face because he didn't. Mm. He's um obviously there's the famous picture of him drinking cans in uh, Phoenix Park. Thanks for putting that in. During COVID, um, Neil got smashed. <laughs> Neil got smashed. There was the one of him picking his nose at the festival in England, <laughs> to which many were cons- uh, many were given out about yeah, him. Yeah, not under like. When we were all on lockdown. Yeah, we were all on lockdown and he went over to the festival, yep. Um, yeah, stop. that was another big one. Um, and obviously, the biggest one is obviously um, what the village wrote about October last October 2020, Village Magazine released an article um, alleging yes. that Mr. Faradkar had leaked a document. A confidential to, document. To his friend. Allegedly confidential. But no, it, it, no, it well, was confidential. It was confidential. <laughs> well, no, well... He argues it wasn't confidential. To his friend, um, the Matthew chair O'Toole. of the NAGP, um, Dr. M- um, O'Toole. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't be at that gear, like, you know, you, you have to... Bad for him. Especially yeah. being the T-shirt at the time, and, you know... 
uh, still under investigation, although he knows the outcome of the investigation. So he himself. says. Um, his middle name is also Eric, That's which I just stumbled across. Disturbing. It's weird. Um, Leo, Vera- Leo, Leo Eric Varadkar. Oh no, that's nah. It's just not right. Nah, imagine his name was Eric Varadkar though. Like, you, like, ima- like imagine just. Imagine it was Eric Leo. Eric Leo Varadkar. Oh. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's obviously he's meant to take back over as T-Shock from Mihal. Um, Sometime in December. Yeah. I think it's the twentieth of December. Which obviously is subject to a vote. A nice Christmas present. Yeah, very good Christmas present. Like it is the fact of well will he actually get the vote because mm. obviously he's not liked in his own party at the moment. Yeah. A few TDs could yeah, just abstain. Um which I think would actually be a good move for them in their local constituencies because yeah. many people have lost the lost the fate in Leo and if certain TDs were like, you know what actually just to kind of say to my constituents look what I'm doing I'm not putting them back in power yeah. Yeah. they might get the approval uh, obviously the whole situation with uh, YFG and Kilkenny um, oh, yeah. that was oh, really interesting actually who spoke out and said that he should resign and just got shut down yeah the whole the whole society whole committee just got shut down then I think like what was it because I think the next day they're like we're looking for a chair vice chair yeah. secretary <laughs> treasurer and they're like what happened What's going on here, lads? Lovely bit of democracy there. Lovely bit of democracy, free, yeah. Free coming, from, speech. coming from the senior party. But yeah, um, obviously we'll see what happens in the coming time. Will Michal even give him back power? Yeah, will, will, will he go quietly or will, will he throw his oh. out the pram? Yeah, who knows? Interesting stuff ahead. Interesting stuff. Who will take over as leader after Leo? Yeah. But that rounds well, that that rounds off this week's episode of the Politics One Hundred and One podcast. Great podcast, uh, first guest. Thanks so much, Alyssa, for coming in. Thank yeah. you again. I'm honoured. It was great to have you. Um, but yeah, make sure to follow us on all our socials. So it's Politics One Hundred and One Pod on Twitter, uh, Politics One Hundred and One underscore Pod on Instagram, and then email us any topics you have mm-hmm. because we'd love to know what the people want us to talk about. So that's uh, Politics One Hundred and One Pod at gmail Yeah, and join us next week for episode seven of the Politics 101 podcast and thanks for listening thank you see you